0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Minash. On yesterday's show, I speculated on some of the reasons why the Federal Reserve might have pivoted at the December meeting. These reasons all sounded pretty plausible, but it was purely speculation. And then I listened to an interview with Chicago Fed President Austin Goolsbee, who was on the Fed's rate setting committee this year. He spoke with the Wall Street Journal's take on Wall Street podcast to discuss why all things are on the table when it comes to interest rates, including potential rate hikes, and why he thinks there's still a risk of recession. Plus, what's keeping him up at night, and why he thinks it may be time for the Fed to shift its focus from inflation fighting to the slowing U.S. labor market. Naturally, President Goolsbee was careful not to make any predictions, but he did provide some meaningful insights as to the change of heart at the Federal Reserve. He was asked about the spectrum of opinions across the members of the Fed, While all of the FOMC members and all of the regional bank presidents do have a voice at the table, not all members have a vote. There's a rotating voting structure where each board member serves a term on the rate-setting committee. The December meeting is in fact the end of President Golby's term on the rate-setting committee, at least for a period of time. Now in retrospect, I totally missed what was an obvious reason for the change of heart. The Fed is well known for relying on the so-called Phillips curve as one of the core financial models when it comes to understanding the economy. The Phillips Curve is a concept in macroeconomics that demonstrates an inverse relationship between inflation and unemployment. It was first introduced by economist Phillips in 1958, based on his empirical observations of the British economy. The original Phillips Curve depicted a trade-off between inflation and unemployment, suggesting that policymakers could choose a combination of these two variables that best suited their economic goals. This means that policymakers could stimulate the economy. Reduce unemployment, but at the cost of higher inflation. Or they could reduce inflation, but at the expense of higher unemployment. The Phillips Curve is based on the idea that individuals form expectations about future inflation. And if actual inflation differs from the expected inflation, it can lead to changes in employment and output. Linked to that is the idea that when there's a price shock, prices are a leading indicator of wages, but wages, conversely, are not a leading indicator for prices. In discussing the so-called dual mandate of the Federal Reserve, that is, maintaining price stability and maximizing employment, Chicago President Goolsbee spoke about the emphasis in 2023 being squarely focused on bringing inflation down to the Fed's 2% target. But he also said that inflation had moderated faster than expected. Some of the interviews sounded like a victory lap where the Fed is taking credit for winning the fight against inflation. When you look at the drivers of inflation back in 2019 in the pre-pandemic environment, there were three major components, just as there are today. There's number one, goods. Number two, services. And number three, housing. The goods component was averaging about minus one percent in 2019. The services component was leading the CPI, running at about two and a half percent, and the housing component was also leading between three and a half to four percent. So when you take the average, you were getting something in the, in the low to mid twos back in 2019. Fast forward to today, in the fourth quarter of 2023, the goods inflation has returned to the pre-pandemic minus 1%. Housing looks like it's on a trajectory where it's coming down, and knowing how the Bureau of Labor and Statistics computes on an equivalent rent means that they actually know the time lag with which the housing component's calculated. All they have to do is just wait, and the housing component will come down. Now, services will take longer to reduce their inflation, and it's going to be a lot stickier. The fact that wage growth was running higher than inflation... Earlier this year doesn't mean it's going to persist. The Fed is going to be shifting focus back to the employment side of the mandate in a more balanced way. Unemployment has a history of starting slowly and then accelerating rapidly, and much of the data shows an economy where unemployment is accelerating. So when Fed funds are in the range of five and a quarter to five and a half percent, and inflation's in the low threes and maybe even into the high twos, then you have rates with a positive real interest rate. That also means that monetary policy is getting deeper into restrictive territory, creates room for the Fed to lower rates and still maintain a restrictive posture. In a restrictive environment, unemployment can get out of control quickly. What we're seeing in the pivot is a rebalancing of efforts to bring more focus on the employment side of the mandate in addition to the price stability side of the mandate. Now, we've been the Fed's use of the Phillips curve as being a flawed model. But the Fed economists don't see it that way. They don't see it as flawed. So it makes sense that the ongoing actions and decisions taken at the Fed would follow this model, even if I and many economists don't agree with the Phillips curve as accurately describing what happens in labor markets. The answer is simple. The Fed is seeing a spike in unemployment. And with an election coming 2024, the Fed doesn't want to be seen as responsible for creating economic instability and destroying millions of jobs by over-tightening. So based on Chicago Fed President Austin Golby's interview, it looks like the rationale for the change of tune is much simpler than any complicated metrics that i had been thinking about. I had it wrong yesterday, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.